Welcome back to another episode of Commission Impossible. Ryan and I are getting together on a Sunday morning, Super Bowl Sunday, because we didn't have uh, uh, an episode ready for tomorrow for you guys. So we wanted to get that out. Excited for the Super Bowl, Ryan? Uh, yeah, I am. I am. I'm always excited for the Super Bowl. Me too. I don't even care if it's a boring matchup by people standing. I don't think it's that boring, honestly. I think it's going to be a good game. Yeah, I don't know. Are people saying it's boring? I don't think I, Maybe they're saying it's boring to have the Patriots in. They just don't want to watch the Patriots in it again or something. Yeah, I mean, I'm definitely not a Patriot fan. I'm not cheering for them. But one, I mean, they're anything but a boring team. And right. and two, you just have to, I mean, obviously you have to respect what they've done. Absolutely. It's, it's ridiculous. So, yeah, looking forward to it for sure. And yeah. by the time people are listening, they'll know how it how it went. Yeah, it's uh, and, and this is probably the last year of the dynasty, right? Since they, it's not like they have twelve picks in the draft or anything. <laughs> it, it, it's over for sure. <laughs> They're not even that good this year, really. <laughs> oh man! Oh, all right. Well, if you're if you're a first time listener, uh, thanks for checking out the show. Our shows are pretty evergreen, so you can go back and binge listen. We get that comment more than any other comment we get. I think we get the, I just listened to all your 20-whatever episodes, um, which is amazing. So you can go back and listen to those. I'm trying to write more detailed descriptions in each of them, and I'll, I'll do that with this one as well. Uh this one, we go over listener questions, bad commission stories, interesting league ideas, really a lot of stuff that you can listen and maybe some of it's for you, maybe some of it isn't and you can bring it to your league and and maybe uh, make your league a little bit better or a little bit more fun or you'll get the answer to a question that you've long been thinking about. Uh, it's a good show. You should listen and tell all your friends. Um, it, it's it's doing well. It's doing well. We're very happy with it. But let's uh let's get on to this show, episode twenty six. We're gonna just answer about a dozen or so, maybe less, uh, Twitter questions that we've gotten recently. So uh, I just thought we'd do these real quick before we uh, get back to the emails. And uh, next week, Ryan, next week, Dynasty one hundred and one. Oh yes, yeah, looking forward to that one for sure. Yeah, a lot of people have been asking for that. MFL will roll over their leagues shortly after the Super Bowl, so I think that that, that next Monday will be perfect timing for for a, hey, this is how you set up a – these are your basic settings you really should have for any – you know, we did a, a settings draft that are kind of our crazy, fun, awesome settings. But this uh, this Dynasty 101, it's it's got the settings next week. It'll have the settings that you definitely should uh, make sure your league has when you uh, set up your league. And then you can get crazy after that. But uh, let's get into some questions, Ryan. Let's do it. Our first one comes from Der Royal Burrito. I don't know. Where, where do you think Der Royal Burrito is from? Ah, I'm going to go... Arizona <laughs> Twitter questions are a little different than yeah. Yeah. They don't, they don't tell us where they're from. I'm, I'm already not a fan of this format. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> All right. First question says I'm a commission of a Superflex dynasty. One player has taken five straight quarterbacks and has shown the intent to take seven quarterbacks. Do I let it happen or limit roster size? I don't want to limit roster size, but he's not trying to be competitive. Scott, what do you think? I do not limit anything like that ever. Um, and I don't know that he's not trying to be competitive. It's a super flex league. Maybe he'll end up with a bunch of uh, pieces that'll have some decent value. 
Um, it's up to the rest of the league to, you know, not trade the farm with him or whatever. Um, and also, this is probably a pretty good strategy to get a high draft pick <laughs> the following year as well, right? So um, I don't have a problem with it. I can understand how if you're another owner in the league, it's probably frustrating. But uh, I would, especially if you're already in the draft, you cannot like change a roster limit <laughs> already started the draft. You can't do that. Yeah, that that actually is what I was going to say was my biggest concern with the email. Not that he's uh, hogging quarterbacks or may or may not be competitive, but do I let it happen? At this point, assuming you're mid-draft, you have to let it happen. You exactly. Not only can you not change rules in the middle of the league, you certainly can't change rules in the middle of the startup draft. So, no, I don't have a problem with it. Um I don't like position limits at all. Never. Scott, like you said. <laughs> we are team never position limits in this uh, podcast. Right. And and as much as we love super flex leagues, I, I would say this this is probably taking the strategy a, a little too far yeah. in, my, in my personal opinion. But I build around the quarterback position as well. And I wouldn't have any issue with taking three in a row with my first three picks, maybe nope. even four in a row. And and if, if somebody's going to let me have seven starters, then I'm going to have seven starters for sure. Yeah. I, I, I think there, I do have a super flex league where I do have like five, six, seven starters because it's just happened. It's I'm sorry, but that's uh it's the way it, it, it rolls, I guess it's yep. you can't. And, and like Ryan said, you just can't do anything about it. Once the drafts already started, obviously this one was probably from last August. Um, <laughs> I'm going to guess. Um, because I've cultivated these for a little bit here. Uh, next question from Regan Eddy. Uh, I guess Regan Eddy. Um, how do you deal with entry fees in a longstanding home league where when it started, everyone was cool with a tiny fee, but years later, half are working professionals and half are broke. Would you keep the fee low or raise it up? You want to start, Ryan? Yeah, uh, I think in a friends league, a home league like this, I, I would just say keep it low, right? Especially if some That's of the if some of the guys, some of the people are not maybe comfortable or not in a position where they can pay a larger fee. In in a friends league like this, a college buddy league, whatever it might be, I mean, you're already playing for bragging rights, basically, right? So. Um, sure, it's obviously fine to have uh, a larger entry fee if everyone's uh, comfortable with that. But if some are not, I mean, these are these are your real life friends, right? These are not internet, right. internet people that you don't really know. You don't want to you don't want to put friends in a in a position where they're either going to have to leave the league or uh, pay you know maybe more than they should for. Uh, for the right to stay in the league. So right. in this situation, I definitely think it's, it's fine to keep it low. Yeah, I would absolutely keep it low. I, if those half that are working professionals and want to play for more money, want to play for more money, can they find a second league? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I would think so. Yeah. So I, 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 yeah, definitely keep it low uh, for that. We just, we went into that same in same thing with uh, my home league. That's been, you know, 27 years now that uh, it was, it was 20 bucks forever. And then it was 30 bucks for about a decade. And we just upped it to 50 last year. Um, 
but yeah, we, we, there were times we struggled with that, you know, during the college years, like going from 20 to 30 was a big conversation. Yeah. Um, yeah. Now, uh, not so much like the, we're all working professionals in that league now. So, uh, yeah, Oh, your turn to read. <laughs> all right. Next one from Chris Whitman. Chris says, I'd like the, uh, Commission Possible Pod to discuss the banning of team names that revolve around Will Ferrell movies and the league. Uh, I, don't know, I don't know if this is a little tongue in cheek, but I love the question. Uh, yeah. Scott, what, what do you think? Will Ferrell movies, the league? Do you, do you, uh, on a serious note, do you, um, do you ever regulate team no, names? No, I never have. Not once. That, well, I should, that's not true. In the pigs leagues, there's a we have a rule that your name has to be something pig related. Okay. And in SFB, um, p- team names are not allowed. So I guess I do regulate team names in a, in a few leagues. Man, you went from total freedom to yeah. very strict in, in a heartbeat. I was just gonna say that. Well, SFB, there's there's really good reason for it. Um, we we I want the fans to be able to play with the analysts and know which analysts are in their division and whatnot. And also, I don't want them changing team names because because of the size of the league. I do data polls that it's all that my database cannot does not want to handle all that. The pigs leagues, you know, I I guess we don't need pigs names. It just it was just fun it's for a, the first one and yeah, it's a fun theme and I kept it going. Um, but yeah, my other leagues don't. Idea. I don't care. I, I'm I'm not a guy that bans team names except for those few instances. I guess. Are you a fan of the league? I am. I am, and I am a fan of Will Ferrell movies. My well, some. Uh, my father-in-law hates Will Ferrell. Oh. Pa- and Will Ferrell, really, with a passion. It's it's kind of funny. Maybe maybe this is actually him then. It might be. <laughs> it might be. <laughs> my my father-in-law's burner account. <laughs> His his cell phone's not even a smartphone. So I, don't <laughs> I don't think it's him. Yeah. Did you have an answer on that one? Um yeah, I don't I don't guess I have any issue with it, but he must just not like the league and Will Ferrell, I'm guessing. I, I can see getting a little tired of both of those, actually, especially yeah. the league. I didn't yeah. I didn't watch much of the league. What yeah. if you look through like like safe leagues that we run, uh there are a lot of Taco is it's like taco is my password type. Like there are lots of uh, um, lots of lots of league and Will Ferrell references. That's definitely for sure. Um, so I, I get that. Uh, Jeremy Smith just been told by my commission that the trades I made. Oh, we I believe we talked about talked about this. He he shot this to me. I said maybe I want to mention on commission possible. This is a bad commission story. So oh no. Jeremy Smith got told by his commission that the trades he made with an owner last year unfairly benefited him. So he was required to drop those two players as a punishment. The trades he gave Cam Newton and and received Dak Prescott. And the other one was he gave a Rob and Cohen and received Hilton, which are completely fair trades. Um, But the, I, I told him I'd mention it, that we, there was a long discussion about this. I think I quote tweeted with don't be this commission kind of statement. But he went. The, this commission went back the year before and thought that these trades were unfair, and so he made this guy drop those players. Unreal. That's, that is one of the most unbelievable commission things I've ever heard. 
And I'm actually surprised you said it was a long discussion. It should be a very e- easy discussion. You leave the league. That no, is it. it. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, w- once I quote tweeted, it became a long. Th- I mean, a long discussion on Twitter, right. a long gotcha. thread of people replying. That- that's that's unreal. Um, yeah. yeah. The the only way to fix that is is to leave that league. I would not obviously would not want to play under that commissioner. I would not want to even play with that person in a league at that point, that would, that that's just so ridiculous. Yeah. That's, that's, that's unreal. That's unreal to me. I'm deleting stuff from the doc as we talk. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's unreal. It's, it, I, yeah, you leave the league, you leave the league. If, if a commissioner is going to do something like that, there's no end to how like the bad stuff he'll do. Honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, is it me or you? It's it's me this time. Oh, nice. Next question from John McGlynn. John says, "My favorite John, show." Can I say John's a long time listener? Yeah, I, I like the uh, I like they wrote in. He's a good dude. Uh, yeah, and he, and he says we're his favorite show, so I like that. Oh, yeah, thank yeah, you, I like I like him. Yeah, we had we had a we disagreed about something. I can't remember what it was on Twitter the other day, but we had a a little conversation about it. But I mean, it ended well. It was you know, good throughout. It's, you know, like just bit different opinions on commissioning stuff. And I love that he loves the show and uh, I love that civil conversations can happen. And <laughs> I love that he's a good commish. That doesn't happen often. I don't Yeah. <laughs> Not on Twitter. John says, why does everyone hate divisions? My league has 12 teams, four divisions, three teams per division. That's four playoff spots for division winners, plus two wildcard spots. We love it that way. Everyone I talk to says that divisions are a thing of the past. What are your thoughts? Scott, what are your thoughts on divisions? We we haven't really talked about divisions too much on here. No, no. And and I think the main thing that going with uh, uh, the reason that it's trendy to say no divisions in Dynasty is because it takes luck out of it more. It takes just a, the scheduling is basically what it is. It takes schedule luck out of the equation a little bit more because when you have divisions, you generally, I don't, I'm not, I'm not going to talk for all the schedules out there, but you generally play your own division more <laughs> and then uh, a smattering of the other teams and all the other divisions. And you generally don't play every team in the league. Um, so if you get stuck in an easy division or a hard division, it, it really, it really adds to it adds luck to an already forty percent luck based <laughs> league, right? So uh, that's why that's why the trend is to try to take luck out of the out of it. But honestly, i i like i like for I like the setup he just described. You know, I think that's a, a cool setup, and it's fun, and it's kind of kind of old school. You know, head to head means a lot more in a system like that for sure, too. Um, if if you like that, yeah, yeah, and I don't. Um, I would agree with you that I do think it takes luck out. And I am, uh, I am one that doesn't use divisions in my leagues. Generally, I just think it's easier to identify the best teams that way. Yeah. But what's key that John said there to me is he said, we love it that way. And yeah, and that's kind <laughs> of the, one of the themes of our show that we will give our opinion our based on our experience over years and years of commissioning leagues but when it comes down to it, if you and your league love a format, love a setting, it doesn't matter what, what we say. Keep keep going with it. Obviously, he's change if his league is on board with that. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, I 
I I I I can't say anything more than we haven't already said. I, if you love it, you love it, and it's it's a great way to do it too. I mean, I and also it's fun to win your division, and that's something that like gets missed when you when you take away divisions. Even though you're you're introducing more luck into the situation, more the and the and some of the best teams may not make the playoffs um, because of that. Uh, I, it's fun to win a division. I like, I like the setup he, he gave. I, I just wanted to explain why no divisions are trendy. Uh, people want to take as much luck out of it and get the best teams in as possible. You know? Yeah. We, in, in one of my leagues, we do still use divisions. It's, it's not one that I commission. Uh, but one thing I like about that is that we change the divisions every year. Yes. Oh, uh, that's a must. I feel like that's a must unless it's like a home league where like it's a long-term, I, I don't know, but I agree with you. Yeah. And so this, uh, this league is actually based on the previous year standings. Yep. So the top, um, the top three teams are in one division, Ooh. four, five, and six are in the next, uh, and so on. And then, and then the bottom three teams are in a division as well. So, uh, that spreads things out. It, it definitely keeps uh, it keeps parity in the league a little bit more. I think. Gotcha. All right. So, um, like my home league is decided by rivalries. the The teams that lost the rivalries the year before they select their opponent, and so the divisions kind of just naturally form that way. Um, Pigs leagues are the same way, um, and all my other leagues are uh division compl- just randomized um yeah. and in the past i had done worst in one div- or best in one division second best in the other third best one fourth best two fifth best you know like i've done it that way before as well so so you do use divisions in all of your leagues uh i would say m- most of them because pigs leagues are basically four 14 man leagues those are considered divisions uh my home league has divisions um, my two long, like 12, 13, 14 year dynasties have divisions. Cause that's well before the no division trend. I'd say most of my leagues have divisions, almost all nice. of them. Nice. Um, I, I, you know, if I made a new one and it was just a 12 or 14 man league, no double copies, nothing, I'd probably go no division, but, uh, just cause of what I've set up. Yeah. They all have divisions now. All right. Oh, another, another good good longtime fan of the show and uh and uh twitter guy we we communicate with quite a bit in fact he created a dynasty league that has a lot of uh pigs rules and i think some kitchen sink rules as well and just like a cluster of of stuff it's it's pretty awesome looking nice Um, yeah at ron dynasty uh david from lincoln nebraska he's ron dynasty because he's got a ron swanson uh avatar Should, should we ban that too (laughs) <laughs> no uh yeah uh hey guys love the show i run a pig style bankroll league and we are talking about how crazy it would be to allow trades that involve real life money or things this is something i'm generally pretty against um but let's move on let's keep going to see where it goes i know about zach banner's new league where uh you do but do you have any suggestions on how possibly this could work into a league? Maybe the only possibility would be to put a yearly cap on it. See, I'm actually okay with that. If every team has the same exact cap and are fine with that, um, I, I'm a little more fine with that. Open to off-the-wall suggestions as well. Thanks. Uh, I'm going to go to the guy who once traded a player for a ham sandwich. 
or something like that. Yeah, that's that is true. Actually, <laughs> I I probably shouldn't have allowed that, but it was uh, <laughs> yeah, it was funny and it, it was, was too was, much fun. I think it was Trent Richardson, right? It was uh, it was Trent Richardson. Yep, and and I was the receiver of Trent Richardson. So I definitely lost the trade. Um, it was a contract league and he, uh, I think he had a two or three year contract still. So I really, really lost the trade. Yikes. And, uh, and Russell Clay said the sandwich was really good. So <laughs> that was a bad move. Um, yeah. Wow. I'd kind of forgotten about that, Scott. That's kind of burns a little bit this morning. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. Um, I'm actually not too familiar with Zach's new league. I don't know if he's incorporating this. I think it's the the degenerate league. The, 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 I can't remember what it's called, but yeah. Yeah. Anyway, we can go off of context. Yeah. I don't know if he's, if he's including this trading, uh, real, you know, trading actual money or trading possessions, I guess he, he mentions things here. Yeah. I would say I would, probably not include that or I would at least have a limit like like David suggests here just because I mean again we're talking about a group of people that are um, varied in yeah how much you know how much they could afford yes thank uh, you I mean I know I know as a teacher I would not make it too far in that in that yeah. league format uh, I don't I don't know about you yeah. or anybody else but in a league with like a lawyer or a hedge fund manager or something <laughs> right Right. It would, it would get ugly pretty quickly for me at least. So um, yeah, I like the idea of a limit if you're going to, you know, going to do that. But then I I also think you're kind of opening it up to, um, you know, the things happening under the table, I guess. Right. I think that, yeah, the, the only way I would do it is like you said, with a yearly cap that everyone agrees to. And, I question why not um, why not make like so let's say it's a fifty dollar league, why not make the, the entry fee hundred and fifty dollars? And if you don't trade that hundred, you get that a hundred back. Um, like so it's actually in the league balance or whatever. Right. I like it, that. Like you can trade that like you have a hundred dollars real cash in the league, um, and you guys can trade that throughout. And that way it's at least part of the league entry fee and it's at least kind of in the league, you know, <laughs> I don't know. Do you, do you think that would create some roster imbalance pretty quickly though? I, I think any situation like he's describing could easily do that. Yeah. Uh, I just, I'm trying to think of a way to, to do it that I would be, slightly okay with this is not something i would do in my leagues and i i don't like adding outside of the league assets to a league um that's generally just not something i like doing but no. it's, honestly it's not too far off from i allow i allow betting with your blind bidding dollars in my leagues and it's it's not exponentially far off from that except for the blind bidding dollars are an in the league thing you know, and and I guess the betting would be your skill set being an uh, out of the league asset. I don't know. Yeah, but there's no way to cash out right blind yeah. bid dollars. So Correct. I mean, it's it's still completely fake, fake money essentially. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm generally against this, but I mean, maybe we've given you some ideas there that I, I think. Yeah, it's got to be everybody has to 
have a cap that they all agree on and are all comfortable with. And I would really consider just making the entry fee higher and making that a tradable asset like on the site or whatever. I don't know. I think that's the way to do it if you if you go that route. Scott, next question comes from Drew Kozak. Drew says, we are working on the on the language in our bylaws regarding AAF and XFL players in regards to Devi leagues. Have you guys talked about this at all? Uh, any thoughts on how to handle these players? I haven't talked about this at all. Have you no, given no. much thought to this? No, I, I know that there are leagues that do like draft. I mean, I don't know that it, and I put his second question here after my reply to him, which was, I feel like you would treat it very similar to Debbie players, right? Right. Like drafting from college, just drafting from a different league. Uh, I feel like you would treat it basically the same, uh, honestly. And then he replied to that with, uh, but it becomes messy with NFL eligible players also in the AAF. Um do players lose Devi eligibility once they hit their draftable age? How do you determine players leaving after three years on the league versus players that stay longer? Man, you have a tough question here, Drew. <laughs> yeah, that, that becomes messy for sure. I, I think what you could do is just incorporate that um, that taxi squad with essentially anybody who's not in the NFL is taxi squad eligible. And if you've right. got if you've got a kind of that borderline guy who's maybe flip-flopping from AAF to to the NFL. And and we're not going to see that flip-flopping like we would in, like, let's say, minor league baseball versus the majors. My, my understanding is these seasons are not going to overlap. So you might have a player in the in the offseason in the NAAF, and then when it's, you know, when it's regular season time, he may – he may play in the NFL. And and if that's the case, I think he at that point would not be, uh, would not be taxi squad eligible. So I would just say, as long as they're in college or they're in one of these, you know, so-called minor leagues, if you want to think of them that way, then they can. Yeah. The messiness is, is basically the commission tracking them. I think, um, the, uh, what was I going to say? Um, you you definitely have to make the taxi squad not just rookies only as well, because there are going to be players that play in the AAF that like I know Bishop Sankey didn't make the team because he's injured or whatever right now, but like a guy like Bishop Sankey would be eligible both ways. So you can't do a rookie only taxi squad, but just a note on that. But yeah, it's it's more messy just uh, tracking it than it is um, than it is anything else. But that's that's probably the best way to handle it is just same as Debbie's. And uh, if they're in those leagues, they're taxi squad eligible. That's basically the way to do it. Uh, question from Andrew Kirpis. Um, question for a future pod. Thoughts on the proper thing to do for my dynasty league. Two expansion teams entered my now 14 team league in 2018, but now two other teams may be leaving at the end of 2018, citing time constraints. I could find two owners to take my orphans. 
but I feel that wouldn't be fair to the expansion teams. The two orphans have player playoff caliber rosters while the expansion teams are still below average. Is it fair to find two new owners and award them the abandoned teams or is a dispersal draft of some kind, the better solution? I already have what I would probably do in my mind. What do you got, Ryan? I would do a dispersal draft, and uh, I would make do that. It a second chance. I would make it that second chance yep. if the if the two new teams, the relatively new teams, the expansion teams, want to jump in, or if anybody else wants to jump in, uh-huh. open it up uh, and kind of have a little bit of a free for all. With that, is one hundred percent the answer. That is the absolute best way to do this. Uh, if if you're getting two new teams, second chance it. Offer it up to the the two guys from last year and anyone else. Yep, that's that's the way to go in this situation. That's I can't think of a better solution. <laughs> Congratulations, Ryan, on th- on creating, good idea. creating creating an idea that really really helps in situations like this. Next one, I don't I don't think there's more to say on that one. I think we can just keep going because I think that's the answer. Yep, I think so too. Yeah. All right, I think this. I think this is our last question, Scott. We're we're Super Bowl ready, almost. We are. We are. I have a lot of cleaning to do, and I have to go get go get some food. I gotta go get some pizzas and some beer. Nice. Thankfully, right. Minnesota is open on Sundays for alcohol again. Or finally, <laughs> we were we didn't have alcohol sales on Sundays forever. Oh no! And it's warmed yeah. up a little bit, right? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Did you see my pictures? We were out uh, playing. My son had a hockey tournament this weekend. Oh, nice. Yeah. So we are out and it was outdoors. So of course, of course, yeah, of course it was 20 degrees. So <laughs> it warmed up. Warm front came in. Yeah. Last question from Frank. Is this our Frank? Nope. It's uh, Frank Tomko. He's actually, we've actually answered questions of him for him on the podcast before. All right. Frank says, do you guys have or know of any tools for predicting playoff probability for fantasy teams? I'm looking for something that shows information like team A makes playoffs with a win and team B and a team B loss or team A and team C and team D lose, for example. Okay. So that's kind of like the playoff picture that we see late in the, uh, late in the regular season of the NFL. Yeah. Um, Some sites, you know, have, something somewhat automated for that actually no most sites do the if the playoffs were to start today like hosts have stuff like that that's right yeah but they don't have you know yeah playoffs the scenarios yeah scenarios yeah yeah i have not seen anything like this i mean i've done we've done done our leagues right i've done some of my own just uh, if I know it's a situation that's close and, and, you know, quite honestly, if, if I'm involved, I'll usually go through, uh, go through the playoff picture and try to figure out what needs to happen for, for my team to make yeah. the playoffs. But as far as something that's automated, a, a tool, I haven't seen anything, but I haven't that, would, that would be very cool. I, th- oh, man, I think good. it would get a lot of use. Yeah. It, Man, I'm I'm just thinking of all the variables and how hard that would be to code. Um, if it was simply head to head with a tiebreaker of point, just yeah, with a tiebreaker of points, I think that wouldn't be too difficult to code. I don't know that I have time to do that though. <laughs> but <laughs> I have not I have not seen that out there. I'm gonna have to look around or maybe ask Twitter if anyone knows because I have not seen that. We're we're no help on that one, Frank. We've always done it just ourselves, right, Ryan? Yeah. 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 It's a good idea though. Yeah. 
it is a really good idea. So if you're listening to this and you you code, um, maybe uh, maybe consider something like that. That would be that would be pretty sweet. Ryan, that's all the questions I, I put in here for this episode. I thought that'd be a nice short episode, and we, we got we made stuff it through. Yeah, <laughs> yes. I got. I have my parent, my parents, my family is going to be gone for another hour and a half, and I have a lot of stuff to do. So, <laughs> so let's call it. Let's all call right. It. We'll have to record again this week. We'll do it. Yes. All right. So. Uh, for uh thank you for listening to commission impossible by the way if you have questions email us at uh it's up here commishpod at gmail.com uh we love your questions we are we understand we're way behind (laughs) but we're doing weekly now so we should catch up in no time uh i hope maybe maybe we'll have to have some episodes some some uh, weeks where it's two episodes ryan what do you think of that i like the idea we've we've got some material yeah, we have a lot of material. All right, let's uh, let's get on out of here for Ryan McDowell, the the man, the myth, the legend, the Godfather of Dynasty football. Ryan McDowell, <laughs> do you like that? Uh, uh, I don't know. Okay, <laughs> at Ryan MC twenty three on Twitter, and myself Scott Fish at Scott Fish twenty four on Twitter. Thanks for listening. Have a great day.